Thanks for hanging out with us. We've had a busy hour. Barbara, the Gimmelmans, television, this and that. And now it might be time for a little bit of this. What? I don't know. Travel Tuesday. The vacation. Oh. What an absolutely splendid idea. Low Jay's Travel Tuesday. Vacay news and notes for you. We should take a trip. trip. Should we go somewhere, Laurie? What well, are we doing? I meant to give this to you last week, but alas, last Tuesday I was laying in a pond chair under a palapa. <laughs> Papa. I Papa. called it a papalo. A papalo. A palapa. Can you hear me? It's a palapa. Uh-huh. Um, but there is uh, a travel agency called Marvelous Mouse Travels. No kidding. Based in Florida. They sound like a Mickey Mouse travel company. That's right. Uh-huh. And they have organized a, a tour. Uh, they've, they've rented uh, like 250 cabins on the Royal Caribbean allure of the seas nice. ship. Okay. And it's going to go next October 21 and it's called Our In My Cruise Era. And it's for Swift fans. It's, of course, Taylor's not showing up or anything, but it's just people celebrating Taylor going on a four-day trip together where everything is, you know, Swift, 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 Swift. It, wow. Outfit themes. Thank you, Grant. <laughs> Um, so that's happening, and Julia and I used to be in the travel, travel business, and we call this, you know, a Pied Piper, and Taylor Swift yes. is the ultimate Pied Piper. People will actually go just for the theme of it. I, I oh, You yeah. know what, Lori? We talked, remember we talked about mm. that, the psychological effect of being a part of this yeah. Swifty group and everything. I bet this sells out right away. 1573. You know, they only got so many cabins, so they're going to see. But I love Marvelous Mouse Travels. And um, so uh, you can just have this whole trip and it's uh, themed activities, dance part. You know, there's going to be stuff for all the people. And then you're going to have to bring probably a lot of clothes because nightly outfit themes based on her eras don't you think everyone will have the i mean this would be the fun part of it i think this was the fun part for a lot of people is figuring out what their outfit and what album look they're going to be and everything absolutely i feel like you would be reputation well yeah i mean i don't know i mean that's like a lot of outfit nightly if there's four nights that's like day and night i mean that's a lot of swifting Trust me, people will go (laughs) eat this up, eat this up. Yeah, and then uh, you're going to go, it's a four-night cruise hosted by fans for fans. How about that? I love it. (laughs) I like that thing. Allure of the Sea, Royal Caribbean. I love it. So that's happening. Yes. Now, were we aware, have we been aware, you and I have been aware of lounges in las vegas and there used to be so many great cocktail lounges just you know off lobby off the beaten off the lot but you know accessible in part of the you're part of everything but you're off to the side the best one was at caesar's for a while for a while there's been many but we're have we been aware of the secret cocktail bars we've wondered where they went they went secret on us, Julia. Is that what I happened? don't know that you, we is know it about it. Is it membership only or no, something? Or tell no. me about it. What is this? Uh, apparently, the new private little secret cocktail bars are some of the new 
lounges, and part of it is because people don't know how to get in them. <laughs> they don't know where remember they the are. Burger, okay, do you remember when we were at our very first Lo J trip to New York City, and we were in that fancy hotel, and they had the burger place, and you had to know to go through the side door over there? Oh, yes. I mean, this is a tricky, sneaky thing. They, it's something that people... In uh, the no-no. Yeah, yeah, they like to... Apparently, we like to revisit Prohibition as much as possible. I love it. Or, or secret to, gin hideaways. Okay? Or feel like you're in the know, like no one else knows about this, but if you go through this door... Okay, so... It's so popular that the Bellagio has just opened a cocktail bar called The Vault, which is so inconspicuous right off of the casino floor. But there's no reservations. There's no markings on the door. There's only two ways to get inside the vault. If you don't know the right people, you can check uh, availability from the link in its Insta page. Or you can hope for an open seat if someone opens the door and you see them come out. Okay. This this top secret you have stuff. To know you have to somebody know somebody to know how to get in there. We want our highest end customers. Okay. What was what was the thing Fred Flintstone had to use to get into his Lodge Lodge Club? I Remember? Know. I mean, you have to know like the secret password. Yes. And everything, I'm going to just do a sidebar here, but you yeah. know, Hammernick's new location in Hudson, the they, vault. they do have a secret room. Called the vault. Called the vault. Yeah, I know. You got to go check it out. But it, anyway, and they serve wine in there. Bellagio is copying other places because it's they're... The new, oh, yeah. Apparently, uh, Julia, we have been missing several places, like one called... Um, uh, the ghost donkey. Which I can't is believe it. Oh. Se- <laughs> Boo! As you're riding a donkey. It's hey. on the second floor of the Cosmopolitan. That's because we never go in that building, but we need Tucked to. Tucked away inside the Block 16 Urban Food Hall. You look Jeez. for the door with the donkey. <laughs> and that's how you get in. And it's open from 4 p.m. to midnight. And it's just cozy in there. And then, uh, like, do you have any desire to go over to the resorts world? I kind of do. After I do, too. Beverly Hills. Yes. You know, they that's there. the new Hilton. The right. Resorts world. Yep. Yeah. And I think um, Katy Perry yes. played there. And yes. Car- anyway, so they have a, you know, a private, you know, a hidden cocktail bar that you got to know about. Here, Kitty Kitty Vice Den. Do you have to say that? Yeah, kitty, 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 kitty right <laughs> And someone opens the I eye, so. the people. Let yeah. me see who you are. Well, listen to how you have to find it. Okay, <laughs> okay. You got to look behind the blue shelf, lined with lucky cat sculptures at Ms. Meow's <laughs> mammoth stall. So someone needs to be sober to remember <laughs> these or, directions. Or you do a printout ahead of time. And but Lori, do you have to pay so, to get in there? I no, mean, is no. this? It's you, just there's no way. You just have to know how to find the door. Hysterical. And That's it's funny. a door with a donkey. No, another it, donkey? No, no this no, one this has is a cat. The lucky cat, cat behind yeah. the stall. Yeah, but you have to find this food stall. Look for. I mean, it is. It's kind of like a treasure hunt. I kind of like it a lot. it opens at 4.30. I like this a lot. Can I give you just a couple minute last minute deals if someone wants to get out of Dodge really quick? Uh, Oh, and there's one at the Flamingo. Oh, of course. 
All right. Mm-hmm. This is the deal. Um, if you want to go right now, you know, December is a soft month for travel to certain destinations. Yeah. But Palm Springs is as, as low as $69 one way if you travel between December 3rd and December 19th. Mm. L.A., December 10th and December 18th, 69 bucks. New York City, which I would love to go. I always want to go there during the holiday it's season. It's so pretty. Um, it's low as $79 one way between December 10th. Is this 10th, on Country? Yeah, and yeah. December 20th. And then Cozumel, as low as $100. Um, and 97 if you travel between... Now, this is a good date. December 16th and December 30th. If oh, wow. someone wants to go there after, you know, during their holiday break. Yeah. Right. So those are all the last-minute um, deals if you subscribe to them at suncountryairlines.com. But you can get on a Dodge Jeep. Well, Lori, give me the last one that's in the Flamingo. It's called the Count Room, and it's hidden inside the Bugsy and Meyer Steakhouse Mm. at the Flamingo. (laughs) And um, you got to love that, that you got to go in there. You're going to see a green door with just a tiny little sign that says the Count Room. And, and it's not enter. where they're counting money. It's no. where you go. And what happens but when people you get in? don't, they think they don't belong, but you just push open the door and voila, you're in a little speakeasy. They're cozy rooms because not a lot of people can find them. Well, duh. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, well, this is good. So be in the know when you're in the know. Grant later in the dirt is going to tell us what's going on because the Grand Prix is in Vegas this week in the mm-hmm. Formula One, the very first time ever. Oh, wow. Um, and so there's some exciting things happening that maybe you can take advantage if you've got a free schedule this weekend. Mm-hmm. We're going to come back, Lori, with random thoughts, and we'll be right back. Lori and Julia. Hey, gang. It's Lori and Julia here for Learning Rx, and I want to tell you about Caleb. He was a fourth grader who just completed his Learning Rx training. Learning Rx has seven locations in the Twin Cities. It's one-on-one brain training. And after his training, what a change. Was it reading? Um, He is now reading everything. Um, And the struggle, the people, he had dyslexia. He struggled with attention. He had a hard time meeting expectations in math, reading comprehension, all of it. So we went to Learning Rx. And after his assessment, they found where his strengths and his weaknesses were. And then he had a one-on-one brain training class. And he just... He reads with ease now. His parents are so happy in math. It's he was fun second, for him probably. Yeah, he was second grade level before learning Rx, and his math teacher has seen such huge improvements. They asked his parents, what's going on there? What's happening? And he's confident. And this can be your story to, to mention Lori and Julia at Learning Rx. Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. That's all it is. Okay, so we got an email yesterday, and we have spent a lot of time, and I think a lot of people have spent a lot of time enjoying the bachelor program again and with the gary the golden brat bachelor i'm gary i'm 72 <laughs> Hi, oh i was ready to listen to oh, him again you were. all right here we go uh-huh. i'm gary i'm 72 and i'm your first ever golden bachelor what i hope is that i can look at one of those women and know that i found the right person I know it really has been fun, and if you haven't watched our YouTube specials, go to the My Talk uh, YouTube uh, page and channel, and we're there um, every week, and we're going to do it again this Friday. Giving um, our thoughts. Yes, it's it's fun. That's mm-hmm. been fun. Okay, so this is from a listener, um, 
Cindy, who just said, ladies, we need a local golden bachelorette. You two host. I'll volunteer to be your GB golden bachelorette. I'm 63, a widow for five years from Stillwater. Well, um, good grief. The online journey has been terrifying. I should have started writing a book when I began the craziness, which we completely understand. And she said, get B. Arthur on board and let's do this. I'm beginning to think it's a lost cause, but at the same time remaining hopeful. She's asking us to be her dating service and we are not going to be able to fulfill this dream, unfortunately. But wouldn't it be, you know, and and I I think because years ago, okay, so years ago, when we first started, we would have these um, singles. Remember when we had them downtown? Oh my gosh, yes I do. Yeah, we had a couple events. Single meetups? Yes, we did. That's that's cool. More than a couple. More than a couple. We We had had quite a few few of them. That's a good idea. And um, it's 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 hard to do. Yeah, it's hard to do it's, because you get more women than men. Oh yeah, yeah. and it, and there's drinking. Like I mean, there's just like promotionally speaking wise, there just can be a lot of obstacles yes. to it. The grief to dollar yes. ratio, as they say in the business. But I do but, think I do think this whole Golden Bachelor thing for people because I did the online stuff, and it, it is overwhelming, exhausting. Sometimes you get your hopes up. Sometimes it crushes you. And Julia, it's, you it's a lot of work. I could book. write a book. You could do the dating toddler. I, but it's a lot of work. Right. But you successfully. I met a man offline. You met, I met a man offline. You did, you did that. But <laughs> you also, you know, part of the whole thing, the whole thing with dating, like, I mean, you broke up, you and your husband broke up and you were 50. So you hadn't dated in 25 years. And, um, which I think a lot of people are doing. Yeah. And she's she's a widow. That's that's very much so. Mm -hmm. And I was, you know, had the polar opposite of thing where, you know, you could never faithful to a man until, you know, I met Casey, honest to God, if that's the way. We're going to just be rolling with the truth is that I just really just was like in my mind, it sounded like a good idea, but I was very given to temptation <laughs> and um, but back to the dating but, thing. But, but back to the dating thing. So part of the whole thing with like going back and dating after you've been in this long time relationship and it has been literally so long and everything about dating has changed but yet it hasn't you know at the heart of it people are still people and there are some things that you know you can do but like you figured it out and I guided and coaxed you like a little (laughs) Like a you little, know, a little groundling, a little foundling, a little. But I you, will say, and you were whoa. I, I mean, I, I couldn't believe, you know, like how innocent. And you I think were. a lot of people are, Lori, yes. when you haven't done it for so long. Of and I course. think I will say this: the biggest thing is you have to like yourself. You have to feel good and whole. You have to love your life alone and it would be a compliment mm-hmm. to have someone else in it you have to have and, but why and why are you saying that because then you're more appealing you're more likable and lovable because if you love everything that you have going on in your life you don't need it yeah and you're not as desperate right. and so and you're not as maybe 
susceptible to ghosting to, and all the other junk that goes along with it. The game. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You waste a lot of time. And I remember I remember one time saying to you, why do you care what people who, who have never even met, met you who we've think texted, about you? Who we've texted twice. I'm like, it's just really I'm like toughen up buttercup. You they don't even know you. You can't feel bad about it. But that's like basic one oh one. That you forget because it does make everyone feel like junior high again. I swear to God. You know, I think you and I could put on a little event on this. Just telling people and helping them. But I I will say. That we could do. That we could do. But Mm -hmm. I, I really agree that it is. I think for me personally, if I was single again. You know, I would continue to do what I love. I like playing tennis. I like going to the gym. I like doing I love pickleball, mm-hmm. you know, or if you like dogs and you're you're big into animals, maybe yeah. you go to more events. I mean, there are, you know, just find what you love and keep doing it and figure it out if maybe there is an avenue too. Yeah, exactly. You know, it just, skiing is an all-guy sport pretty much. Um, what other things? I'm just trying but to think. But like you hit you it, really, like, you hit it when you said you have to like yourself because you were having a hard time liking yourself through a few Different periods of time. Only gaining 30 years, 30 <laughs> pounds in my first year. Okay, well. I'm short. Yeah. But that was a big year. I know, but I'm just no saying. I was in pain. <laughs> That's a process, too. It is. Yeah. And it's, do that. And really, I, you know, so Cindy, um, I just, I should have let you know we were talking about you right now. Or just, oh. it's a general concept because a lot of people want to know. But I think really, in your heart of hearts, it's hard to find people at our age it's mm-hmm. just the pool is yeah. different than when you stopped yeah. dating at 36 yeah, of course, or whatever. Of you know it's just different but i just think continue to find mm-hmm. things you love and and also dip your toe in different things i went out and tried different things yeah i you know go be challenge yourself to be adventurous mm-hmm. or to respond and drop in at a vfw or an american <laughs> legion see sing a karaoke yeah, song with one. your girlfriend see what right. the one in richfield is a good one That's yeah a... go but i'm just saying anyway be... yeah go and maybe you have to like um yeah, it's fun to have at least one friend that you can, you know, wing. Absolutely. Wing, wing man, wing woman yeah. at work. You know, it's good to have like someone who will help you uh, fluff. Yeah. Fluff your stuff as it were. Yeah. But it it's a process and it does take work. I'm just, I'm not going to lie. I mean, it takes a lot of time. I didn't know what to do with my time. Well, when now I we didn't have, have the to do it where you can have your friends help you. Yeah. You know, that would think how much you would have loved that. I would have. I would have been on that for you <laughs> anytime you wanted. I used to say, Lori, Lori, come here. Just look. What do you think? What yeah. do you think? But you, you know, that would be, that's a nice thing too. Have more eyes. But do more things. Yeah. Challenge yourself to get out of your house and try things differently. Yeah. That was a big one. Yeah. All right, we've helped everyone and no one at the same time. It's a um, real, it's a real talent. Well, it just takes that. time. And you no, have to have, a lot, you, you have a lot you have a lot of confidence because right. you're it doesn't always work out. All right, I know. All right, so um that was your random thoughts brought to you by Singles Seeking Singles. <laughs> um we're gonna be back and oh We've got a good friend of ours coming on to chat everything that I we- don't believe it. <laughs> I don't well, believe it. All right, we'll wait till we come back to see if it even yeah, happens. Let's see if it even happens. Right. <laughs> this is Lori and Julie on my talk. Hey, everybody.
everybody. You know, if you are thinking about something on your body, to, you know, that you're just like, oh, I wish I could do something about this, or oh, you know, my bad arms, or oh my gosh, eyelids, nose, eyelids, breasts, is a those big are one. like the and and chins and chins. Those are um, uh, things that were the listed as the most requested or that people inquire into because of how. We just you're, you can you can drastically change something that you just do not uh, are no longer happy with. Like, yeah. yeah, and we just love that we work with um, Minneapolis Plastic Surgery. Lori got a facelift recently from Dr. Jarvis. Dr. Tholen's there. Dr. Singh is there. Mm-hmm. I looked at you when you got back from Mexico because I haven't seen you in a week. Mm-hmm. You just look like. You look so young, Lori. It really, and it looks so natural. I mean, yeah, it looks so it. good. And I thought about it for the longest time. Yeah, it looks so good. Mm-hmm. Call them today, Minneapolis Plastic Surgery, to set up your free consultation. Find out what they can do for you. All right, thanks for hanging out with us. We are delighted to have a, an old friend of ours, Neil Justin from the Star Tribune. Old, old well, friend, you know. Neil, we haven't talked to you in a while. You said old a little too hard. Harsh, yeah. <laughs> um, Okay, a de- I meant a to say dear. dear friend of ours. But do you say that when it's the media critic? You know, one day might have to write a story about you. I don't know. I think you're. I, we miss you, Neil. It's good to be on with you. Whatever your names are. Yeah. <laughs> oh, which which radio show is? I this? know. What? Where are we? Where is this? In, is this Fargo? All right. So we want to. Okay. T- tell us what you're excited about that we should be watching. Well, Fargo is definitely uh, on the list uh, because uh, after veering off into Kansas City last year, yeah. uh, or the last time it was on, it's back in Minnesota. This is probably the closest in spirit to the movie. Okay. Uh, it's pretty much all in North Dakota and Minnesota. Um, Scandia, Minnesota, uh, which is, I guess, considered a suburb. Yeah of Minneapolis is the focal point of most of the action. And I'd say coming in a close second is Stark County, which is in the western part of, of North Dakota, where John Hamm plays kind of an evil sheriff over there. Um, so everybody's got their Minnesota accents, and there's even a Minnesota actor in the cast, uh, actor by the name of David Reisdell, who I just talked to um, on Monday. And... Uh, he was also an Oppenheimer and just got married to the young uh, star from Atlanta. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, so he's a hot up-and-comer, and he's got a juicy role in this. He plays Juno Temple's husband, and it's got Jennifer Jason Lee, and, as I said, John Hamm and Dave Foley. and So it's really, it's really good. I mean, they didn't film it here, of course. They're back filming in Calgary, but there's a lot of Easter eggs towards... Minnesota, contemporary Minnesota, because it's set in 2019. So we got a story with all the details running on Monday. Okay. Uh, but um, uh, it's really fun to talk to the production team about how they once again tried to capture Minnesota from the accent to kind of uh, dropping in location ref- references. And uh, it's all about Minnesota nice and uh, what Minnesota nice really means. Oh, wow. Okay, and when does this drop, Neil? When does the um, Fargo Tuesday, start? Next Tuesday. Next so Tuesday. So we're a week away from uh, it being on FX. And okay. Then, of course, it's up on Hulu, I think, almost immediately after it's on FX. Uh, John Hamm is having a very yes. good TV yeah. year because uh, he mm. was on the morning show 
chewing up the scenery, although nobody delivers the lines like Billy Crudup. And this year, Julie and I thought Jennifer Aniston really so delivered uh, in that show, that this this latest season. It's interesting. John Hamm is uh, tapping his evil side. I mean, yeah. he's pretty despicable in the morning show. And he's pretty despicable here, although he's kind of twirling the mustache. He's one of those, like Billy Bob Thornton in yeah. the first season. Uh, How fun. You, he's kind of a villain you, yeah, you have fun with um, because he's got a sense of humor and he's just so evil that he's, you know, it's a comic turn where the morning show was a little bit different. Um, but he's obviously having fun playing. Look, I mean, you can argue that his character in Mad Men was in, he was no saint, right? No, I mean, he wasn't. He wasn't. How does so his, he, how's his Minnesota accent? Well, he's doing a North Dakota accent. Oh. Um, and, and the and difference is? little <laughs> difference. I don't know. I mean, it's definitely much more cartoonish. When, when, the closer they get to Scandia, the more cartoonish okay. the accent is. Uh, so there's, uh, I have not heard of You Betcha yet, but there's some heck yeahs and, and stuff like that in the first six episodes. Yeah. And, and Ham is turning it up. But remember, Ham is from Missouri. Yeah, so he is. Not, yep. That's big a stretch for him uh, as it is for, say, Juno Temple. Well, yeah. Uh, she's England if, and really hams it up. She's People so remember good. her from her. Ted Lasso. And she was and, in Vinyl, the yes. show that nobody watched, that I was one of the few people <laughs> right. that loved. <laughs> you were. Uh, and uh, they, they tend to really like to cast Europeans in. Yeah. Uh, as Minnesotan, Dewan McGregor did it. Mm-hmm. Um, who am I? Uh, who was the other big name? Um European actor that did uh, that did Fargo. I didn't I'm, watch I'm, that. Oh, uh, Jess, J- Jesse Buckley. Yeah, Jesse oh, yes, Buckley. Yes, That's yes, right. Yes. She was the Last the wacky the Last nurse the 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 really evil nurse. Yeah, really the only Minnesota connection we had last season. Right. I mean, she was it because it took place in Kansas City. Yeah. Um, so they really like their their Europeans, and uh, I guess they have an easier time doing the Minnesota accent than. Somebody from L.A. Or, or New York? I'm just glad Noah Hawley still feels creative to give us, you know, good uh, storylines. Because we have been a fan of um, every season of Fargo. And there's been some epic ones. I know that the last one didn't didn't do as well. But Noah Hawley has been very, I th- think, creative with this show. I would agree, and I would say this season might not be as thought-provoking, at least in the first six, Mm -hmm. but it's very Mm. action-packed. There's a lot more chase scenes and shootouts. Good. uh, It's similar kind of to Miller's Crossing in that way, um, uh, if you look at the Coen Brothers collection. So if you like action, um, this is definitely the season, season for you. There was a lot of action, I guess, last season, too, but... Um, guns are ablazing. Yeah. All right. Neil, what have you made of, um, I don't know if you've watched it from afar, or I think one of your coworkers covering up at the whole everything with the Golden Bachelor and the runaway mm-hmm. success that ABC has had with, you know, a show that in theory no one thought would work. Yeah, Jenna Ross has been doing a great job of covering that, and it <laughs> yes. is kind of stunning that the networks didn't see this coming. I mean, right. Was it going to be quite the phenomenon? Uh, could anybody see that? Maybe not. But if you look at the people who are watching network television, um, I don't have the demographic yeah. you know, at the top of my head, but it's 
60 plus mm-hmm. uh, for network television. So, duh, um, <laughs> there would be interest in, in doing at least one season where uh, the audience can see themselves on the screen. Um, what is uh, interesting to me is how will this affect future programming? I mean, could the networks do an American Idol for people over 55? Mm-hmm. Um could there be um, a Amazing Race or Survivor with 60-plus? Uh, I think we're going to see this open the door to some other possibilities. I think we get so obsessed with youth yeah. yes. be hip, that we forget who's watching us. Mm-hmm. I and, absolutely love that idea because Lori and I always thought we'd be great on The Amazing Race. Yeah. <laughs> and then we were um, always worried about our legs versus their legs. <laughs> right, right. I mean, I think there, this, this shows that there's at least room for experiment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do find it fascinating that ABC did a golden age season before they did a season with uh, same-sex couples. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's interesting. And I, I'm, I'm sort of amazed that after all these seasons there hasn't been more pressure to at least do one on Hulu or Disney. Right. Or that where... show has been so cookie cutter for so long and it just right. it just wrote on its coattails until everyone was no one watched. No, no one, one it was so boring. It. People were hate watching it more than anything. You're talking about The Bachelor? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't know. I think the numbers have stayed pretty strong. Oh, it's so um, bad at the end. Yeah. Yeah, but but I, mean, I love the idea of all those different shows well, yeah. using a different gen- a demographic, and and they should announce a golden bachelorette as as soon. Maybe I they're think, waiting until the final yeah, one that's airs. A guarantee. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know how it works. One of the uh, runners up will be yeah. yes, and the golden bachelorette. And no, that's a uh, you know, and and we'll see if if the success continues. I mean, part of it was the timing was good, right, with the strike going on. It was perfect. There wasn't as much original. Material, the, the networks had to slow down their season premieres. So there was a hold. But it also got the people who are watching TV, as you said, who never, ever watched The Bachelorette with their grandkids before. Or The Bachelor, mm. you know what I mean? It got young. It got uh, eyes from everywhere. But it got a whole bunch of people who... Never, like my mom, you know, she never watched any Bachelor, but she's absolutely been delighted with this show. Oh, that's interesting to hear. Uh, I think the the real test will be what's the second show yeah. look like that, that follows suit. Right. You have any intel? Is just a, a, a novelty. <laughs> you no, have... just, just, just history. Yeah. I mean, look, we know television copies itself. Something right. works, they're going to they're gonna run it to the ground. So... We'll definitely see a, a Golden Bachelorette, and I would suspect we're going to see other reality competition shows. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like this. All right, mm-hmm. Neil, can you hang on with us? Okay. Okay, we have to take a quick break. When we come back, we want to talk about the new season of The Crown and other new shows that are coming out and get your advice on what we should be watching. We're talking with Neil Justin from the Star Tribune, um, media critic as well as comedy specialists. I don't know whatever else you wear, hats you wear over there, Neil, but we'll be right back. All right, thanks for hanging out with us. We are delighted to have Neil Justin with us from the Star Tribune telling us what is good, what we should be watching. Um, Neil, we want to find out if you have seen the Albert Brooks documentary by Rob Reiner. 
I have, and it's great. Um, you know, obviously, it's must-see for fans of Albert Brooks. Love him. Uh, yeah, I do, too. And, you know, he hasn't produced a lot in the last few years, but there are some of his romantic comedies, if you call them romantic, um, are just modern romance, uh, Lost in America, Defending Your Life. Just, Broadcast news. And, of course, <laughs> and yeah, which he didn't write, but yeah. he gave a terrific performance in it. But I think the most interesting thing from that special, which is on HBO Max right now, is uh, look at his early work before the films where he was appearing on talk shows. Oh, okay. Um, you know, as they say in the doc, he did 100 talk shows before he did The Tonight Show. Wow. And he was really one. He didn't come out and do stand-up. He did performance art. Oh. He did set pieces that, you know, like the ventriloquist who wouldn't, who, who was terrible, or the mime <laughs> who wouldn't shut up. Yeah. Um, he did think pieces that were, as John Stewart says in the doc, really the birth of absurdist art, performance art. And we don't think of him that way. No. We think of him as a filmmaker. Um, but if you look at his early work on Saturday Night Live, the films that he did for them, and his appearances on talk shows are really fascinating. And uh, so if you're a fan just of the history of comedy and the history of television, it's a great special to watch. Oh, I love that. And are those two, like, basically buddies? Have they known each other since they were, like, in high school or they went to high school together, they and did. in fact, uh, 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 Rob Reiner's dad, Carl Reiner, of course, he created the Dick Van Dyke Show, mm-hmm. and uh, thought Albert Bro- he Carl Reiner was on a talk show, I think maybe on the Tonight Show, and uh, Johnny or whoever was hosting asked him who the funniest person in America was, and he said, my son's best friend is the funniest person I've ever met, oh, and really? Albert Brooks, I think with 14... Or fifteen at the time. Wow! Oh my God! Um, so yeah, so they're they're, they're old friends. Uh, he's a, he was a friend of the family's, and so they have a shorthand together. Mm-hmm. Uh, they sit and talk that only that only great friends can have. I can't well, wait I to watch I that. I love him. I love knowing about that and and knowing that it's great. Okay, so um, Julia Childs is on Max, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the second season starts this weekend, and. You know, the first season was a hit. It was a lot of fun. And the second season is two. And I think one thing it has in common with shows I know you guys like, like The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and mm-hmm. some of those other pieces that are comedy set in somewhat recent American history, mm-hmm. uh, uh, this is the same thing. I mean, it ha- does a nice job of weaving in uh, the early, mid-60s in a way that, uh, fascinating and educational. So, you know, through the story of Julia Child, we're seeing how women were treated in the workplace. Um, you're looking at, uh, you know, abortion issues at that time, um, race issues, um, and, and just cultural issues. Mm-hmm. So I find that really fascinating. And it's got a great cast. Uh, Rachel Bloom, um, uh from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, yes. joins this season, and and she's terrific. And there's, you know, cameos from historical people, people playing them, like John Updike and so on, that if you know okay. anything about American history, it's kind of fun to be on the lookout for that. I love it. Okay, now, Lori is, I never finished last season of The Crown, because uh, I just don't want to yeah. watch the Diana stuff. 
Princess Diana. But okay. tell me about the new season, The Crown. Don't know yet. They uh, Netflix has not sent out oh. uh, new episodes for review, which is unusual. Right. Uh, I don't know what that means. Uh, yeah. Either maybe they didn't like something I wrote, or uh, <laughs> they decided they didn't need the publicity. This is not the final episodes. Uh, this is the first half of the last year season. So okay. I think we'll get the final episodes closer to Christmas. The final uh, four weeks uh, start airing December 14th. Okay. So it'll okay. end in the there new year. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it seems like that'll be a fun thing to watch with the family around Chris. I can see myself doing that <laughs> with my family. Yeah. Uh, love you. I'd watch this with my mom. I for sure would. Yeah. I- yeah. yeah, same here. I don't know why. Uh, I just, I don't like the modern, I don't like it anymore. Oh, I just because I, yeah. I just don't. Yeah. It's just personal and yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. I just know too much. We live through it. It's kind of like, ugh. Yeah, I we think know that's how it it. Ends. We live through it, you know, when people, uh, when there was tragedy 50 years yeah. ago. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. When it's just recent. You know, with the queen dying, when it's recent, it, it hits, a, it, it's a little too hard. And that's, that's coming up with the Kennedy legacy. I mean, there's a, History Channel has a three-night, eight-hour look back at Kennedy that Conan O'Brien produced, of all people. Oh, um, really? That, but it is, as much as we know about Kennedy, it's still a fascinating uh, series to watch, especially for a younger generation that knows nothing about him. But that's a story. And, and to look back at how close we came to nuclear war right. um, would be really hard to watch if it had happened three years ago, but it's still hard to watch, um, even though it happened uh, 60 years ago. But um, it, it it did happen. Yes, it did. Still, um, watch, reliving that, well, for me, I wasn't around then. And right. And were you two, of course. But um, uh, it's still pretty chilling. Okay, so with that, you know, we're talking about history. The Lady Bird Diaries is on Hulu. Mm. Tell us. Have you... I haven't seen it. Okay. No. It, um, it's. But I'm a big. Um, she, that should be fascinating. I think I so. Seen, she was a fascinating woman, and you know, both those couples uh, documented their lives fairly well. And and I've seen a lot of at the Lyndon Johnson Library in Austin, Texas, which I recommend people check out. There's a lot from her, and of course him. Like 123 there. hours of tape. Jeez. Just of her, yeah, and the director who has done other famous things, and I can't think of her name right now. Um, she just she. It sounds. It we we sounds don't so know good. enough about Lady Bird. No. And she's done some amazing things. She has so she's kind of an unsung hero for sure. Yeah, and kind I of. I think that's true of all the first ladies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, um, uh, it, it's really a fascinating area to uh, dig in deeper because of the influence. The I don't think Showtime's going to do another season of that First Ladies right. docu uh, that series they did, which yes. I thought was great. And yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer, in particular, as as Betty Ford, that was eye opening. Um, uh, another a, a fascinating, smart woman who, who, in some ways, became more famous than her husband, or had more of an impact yeah. mm-hmm. on the world true. than her husband did. And yet, I didn't know anything about her, mm-hmm. and I right. still don't know that much about her. But Michelle Pfeiffer's performance made me want to take a deeper dive. That was such a great series. And that was. I hope in some way they, they it comes back, but I'm I haven't heard any word on that. All right, are you? Is there anything funny on TV that you're liking? We have like one minute. 
Um, I'm just watching a uh, Mike Babiglia special that's really good. He's such a great comic. Um, you know, definitely the, the Albert Brooks documentary um, is, is great. Um, and and Fargo is is funny as always. You know, okay. Um, lots to choose from out there. Well, Neil, we miss you. Hopefully, you, we can have you back on sooner. Yeah, next time, uh, let's do it in studio. All right, promises, promises. We're going to hold you to it. We have it on tape. You can follow Neil Justin in the Star to read the Star Tribune. They do so many great things about what you should watch, see, read, do, and on Twitter, at Neil Justin. Thanks, Neil. Thanks. Is it Neil Streb? Am I saying it wrong? Uh, Neil Justin 9 on Twitter now. That's it. Okay. All right. Okay. Thanks so much. Thank you. Bye. Oh my! He changed his handle. Yes, it's Neil Justin Nine. Yeah, all right. Maybe he um, got probably uh, hacked or something. Yeah, Neil Justin Nine. It's so good. He has such good insight. But this ladybird sounds really good. Apparently, she was a huge environmentalist. And the wildflowers. Yes, the LBJs. They sound over 300 bills for our environment Mm -hmm. when he was in and it it sounded really great all right we're going to take a quick break this is Lori and julia on my talk streaming all the time you can download our podcast or listen to us live on the my talk app or wherever you are finding all your podcasts we'll be right back